In regards to the Me'il, the Pasuk says, Vasiso al-Shulav, on the bottom of the Me'il, you'll make Rimoine Tcheles, pomegranates made of wool dyed with Tcheles, as well as Pamoine's of golden bells, Besoicham Soviv. We're going to see in a moment what Besoicham Soviv means. So Rashi explains that even though the Rimoinim, these pomegranates, were round and hollow inside, the meaning of Pamoine Zov Besoichem, that there were Pamoine Zov, these golden bells, does not mean that the Pamoine were inside the actual Rimoinim, the hollow of those Rimoinim. Rather, it means they were between the Rimoinim. Between each two pomegranates, there was one bell hanging at the air and the bottom edge of the meal. The Ramban asks, according to Rashi's Pshat, it would seem that the Rimoinim, these pomegranates, don't have any use. In other words, it's not that the bells are inside the pomegranate, so what's the point of these pomegranates? If they were just there, just for beauty, just as a design, then why is it made like hollow pomegranates? Why not like golden apples? The Mizrahi, this is one of the Mepharshim Arashi, Rebilio Mizrahi, asks under Amban, why is he saying apples? In what way are apples better than pomegranates? Mepharshim explained that what's bothering the Ramban actually is the detail, the aspect of the fact that they're hollow. In other words, if the bells are not hanging inside of the Rimoinim, why are they hollow, these pomegranates? However, the Rebbe says, the question is still remains, if the Ramban's question is only on the fact that they are hollow, then why does he even mention the point that they are pomegranates rather than apples. Why is he changing it from pomegranates back to apples? He's saying there should be golden apples. What's the point of apples instead of pomegranates? The Rebbe says, seemingly we would be able to explain that we find in regards to the menorah that for that part of the design for the beauty of the menorah, there were kaftoirim and prochim. Prochim are flowers. What are kaftoirim? So Rashi explains to, to us that they were in the shape of apples. So since we see that apples are there for beauty, if according to Rashi, the rimoinim, the pomegranates, are also in the me'il just for beauty, so this is what the Ramban is saying, then they should have been not like pomegranates, they should have been like tapuchim, like apples, similar to the beauty in the menorah where you had these uh, the, these kaftoirim, um, uh, which were in the shape of an apple. However, the Rebbe says, it's still not understood. First of all, we need to understand why do we say beauty is more associated with apples. And number two, uh, the question is according to Rashi, what is the reason that by the me'il, that which is for beauty, these rimoinim are in fact rimoinim pomegranates, and by the menorah would be, tapuchim would be apples. The Rebbe says, Regarding the point of these bells at the bottom of the me'il, the Pasek says, that the sound of these bells would be heard as the Koyim Godel approaches, comes into the holiness. And this was so important, it mattered so much for the avoid of the Koyim Godel, that the Pasek says that as a result of that the sound will be heard, in this way, this will cause that the Koyim Godel shouldn't die from which we understand from the negative, we also understand what would be the other way around, that chas if 
there are no bells, their sound is not there, then we understand what would happen. So we need to understand. Why is this so important that the nishma, that the sounding of these bells should be heard, when the Kayin Gadol comes into the holiness? Seemingly we know from a Pasuk, Hashem. Hashem does not appear in the midst of a big commotion and noise. That's not what represents Hashem. As the Pasuk over there says, still soft sound, a very quiet, a, a, big, a quietness. That's what would be more the place for Hashem. And as we see by the Koyin Gadol himself, that when he goes in on Yom Kippur to the Koydish HaKadoshim, there he actually goes out in without those special extra clothes, the big days of, that the Koyin Gadol usually wears. He does not wear the Me'il. He does not have those bells on Yom Kippur when he comes into the Koydish HaKadoshim. So what is the reason that usually he does need these bells? The Ramban explains that if a person walks into the palace of the king suddenly, unannounced, he's Chayev Misa. And therefore, these bells were in a certain sense like Netilas Rishos, getting permission, announcing that he's about to go in to do the Avoidah before actually going in. If that's the case, why is it that on Yom Kippur he doesn't need this method of asking permission, of announcing that he's about to come in. Seemingly you would say, how much more so on Yom Kippur, if he's going into the Kodesh HaKadosh, surely he should be announcing his arrival first. So the reason is, because Yom Kippur Hashem is showing in an extra special way, the Milo of the Yidin. And in that way, he doesn't need, in a certain sense, he's not, a, he's not requiring that there should be a Shaliach, an announcer, some sort of bells to announce that the Koyen Gadol is coming like one would usually do to send forth a shliach ahead to announce that he's coming, on Yom Kippur that's not needed. According to this would come out, that the Venishma Koyloi of these bells are not so much part of the Avoida itself, it's not an integral part of the Avoida, however, it's only more of an introduction, a preparation to the Avoida. Says the Rebbe, nevertheless, since we know that everything in connection to the avoid of the Koyen Godel would be absolutely precise and accurate, especially something that's so serious that we say it would have the death penalty for it. And as we said, the Pa'amoinim, these bells, are actually making noise not only before the Koyen Godel does the avoida, it's also making noise while he's doing the avoida. It makes sense to say, therefore, says the Rebbe, that the Venishma Koyli, the sounds that are coming from the Me'il, is not only as, an, as a preparation for the Avoida, but somehow it's very relevant to the Avoida itself. Says the Rebbe, one of the explanations goes as follows. The Koyin Godl is doing his Avoida as a Shliach of Klal Yisroel. Automatically it means that Bevoya, when he is going into the holiness, he's taking along with him into the holiness, he's taking all of Klal Yisroel into this holiest place. It's understood, and it's explained in a number of places at length, that the avoid of Balei Tshuva, a Baal Tshuva is coming, what's his avoid? He's coming because he was distant from Hashem, he is running away from the bad, so the avoid of the Baal Tshuva generally is going to be with lots of noise and commotion. Like someone that's running away from a place of danger, danger of death. He's screaming, he's making noise, it's with a big commotion. Says the Rebbe in a similar way is the, is the type of avoid really of every single year. Even if someone that doesn't have any Averis, 
That is, if a person should think about how distant he is from Hashem, whether it is because his Nefesh Bahamis is still strong in full force, and therefore he's a Yesh Vidavar Nifrod, he's a separate entity outside of Elikus, separated from Hashem. Or even if it is that as far as his Nefesh Alikis, he still feels himself as some sort of entity. Yes, it's an entity of good, ent- entity of Kedusha, but still feeling himself as some sort of Metzius, not the absolute bitl, not with absolute nullification. This itself inspires and arouses the person with a koil raj gadol, with a great commotion, with lots of tumult, with lots of noise. He wants to run away from his current situation. In fact, the Rebbe tells a story that the Baal Shem Tev was one time asked why it is that the Hasidim make so, all sorts of motions while they're davening. And he responded that this is similar to someone that's drowning. He's drowning in the sea and he's going to make all sorts of hand motions and feet motions and so on and try to save, try to save himself. He's screaming with all his might that he should be rescued, he should be saved. Surely no one's going to laugh, no one's going to mock this person because of all of his movements and all of his commotion. Says the Rebbe, how does this fit with what we said before, loy barash Hashem, that Hashem is not found in all of the commotion and the noise. So the Rebbe says, the Pasuk says over there, loy barash havaya, shem havaya, this particular name of Hashem, that is, in order for a person to be a keli, to be a vessel, for shem havaya, for this aspect in godliness, which is completely higher than oilam, is higher than the world's, for this, a person needs to have the avoid of koil dumamadak, of being very, very quiet and silent, which is more the idea of absolute bitul. But when a yid is holding the, by the avoid of still running away from his yeshus, from his metzius, from his feeling of self, at the time when he's still up to a level that's more associated with sheim elikim, sheim elikim is the one that still allows for some sort of existence to be, this avoid is definitely connected with rash, with commotion, with tumult, etc. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand why the avoid of the Koyin Gadol all year round was in a way a venishma koilu where the sound has to be heard as he's doing the, coming to the avoid and doing the avoid. Because again, when he comes in, he's taking along with himself into the Kodesh all of the Yidin. All of those Yidin that the Seder of their avoid would be the Koil Rash, as we said, that every Yid feels this idea that he's still distant from Hashem and the Koyin Gadol is taking all of these Yidin in with them. And this is hinted in the fact that these Pa'amoyinim, these bells, are at the very bottom of the Me'il. What does the bottom mean? In other words, this Venishma Koyle, the sound that's coming from these bells, is connected to the lower levels of the Yidin, or to that aspect of the Yid that's still associated in some way that he's running away from the, from the bad, or from Yeshus, and trying to get closer to Hashem. Says the Rebbe, this is why it says, Venishma Koyle, this the sound has to be heard. Veloyomu said that the Koyen Gadol shouldn't die, die. In other words, this is such a crucial part of the Avoidah that the whole Chayis of the Koyen Gadol is dependent on it. Why? If a Koyen Gadol does not have this Venishma Koyle, if the Koyen Gadol is not including inside of himself those Yidin, which are, so to speak, at the bottom of the Me'il, those that are still holding at this lowly level which they have to run away from, even if it is because he wants to be on a higher level right now, this Kohen Gadol, he wants to be on the avoid of Koyl Dumamadaka, that absolute bitl to Hashem, says the Rebbe, that would completely nullify the Metzius of the Kohen Gadol, the life of the Kohen Gadol, along with his avoid. Why? Because the Shleimus of Klau Yisroel, 
The wholesomeness of Klal Yisrael is dependent when you have the avoider that encompasses all of the Yidin, all Shishim Ribu, all 600,000 Nishamas of the Yidin, from the highest to the lowest, from the heads to the woodchoppers and the water carriers. Says the Rebbe, this, however, is only the avoider of the Koyin Gadol all year round. When he's going in into the Heichal known as the Kodesh. That's where you say that there are different levels of Yidin. There are the higher levels, the lower levels, the woodchoppers, the water carriers, and therefore you also have to include the, the lower levels and the nishma koila. You have to have the commotion, you have to have the noise for all of those people that are far and trying to get close. But when it comes to the avoid of the Kayan Gadolan Yim Kippur and the Kaydish HaKadoshim, here we say it's going to be without any noise, without any commotion. Because now the Yidin are on the level of Malochim. Now you have the revelation of the absolute essential bond of every single Yid with Hashem. And since every single Yid, even those that are usually associated with the bottom of the Me'il, but on Yom Kippur are standing with the greatest closeness, the greatest unity with Hashem, Yechidol Yachvach. So now, when even the way they come into the Kodesh HaKadoshim through the Kohen Gadol, going and taking, and taking them, so to speak, with him, is not like someone that's far, getting close, and therefore would have to be with all the commotion, but rather all of the Yidin are now standing on that level of absolute bitul, and therefore in a silent and a quiet way. Says the Rebbe, now we'll start understanding the difference between the Ramban and Rashi. The difference why the Ramban is the one that says that if the Rimoinim were there just for beauty, why don't you make them, out of, why don't you make them apples, golden apples? And Rashi says that no, here we're making, even though it's for beauty, we're using what? We're using reminding, we're using pomegranates. What is the difference between an apple and a pomegranate? Generally, when we look through Chazal, we find that the Yidin are compared to both. Yidin are sometimes compared to a tapuach, to an apple. They're also compared to a pomegranate. What is the difference? When we compare them to an apple, it's usually going to be as we're looking at Yidin as when they are on the highest of all levels, on a very great and high level. Remind the pomegranate, on the other hand, represents usually hidden when they're on a very, very low level. The Pasik says, Kepelach or Rimoin, Rakoseich, being compared to a Rimoin. And the Gemara says that the word Rimoin over here is referring to hidden that are Rakoseich, they are empty. We're speaking about people that are empty, and yet they are filled with good and Kedusha, as the Gemara says over there, that even those that are empty, even those that are so lowly, are yet they're filled with mitzvahs, like a rimoy, like a pomegranate. So now, Rashi, which looks at Pshuti Mikra, where Yidin are being seen more on the simple level, the more chitzoyinistic of the external level. So we look at Yidin that are on the bottom of the Me'il, and we look at them that they are like rimoinim, they are empty. And therefore, we need to have remind him specifically to emphasize the idea that even those people that are empty, or maybe even lower than that, the Gemara says, even Poshe Yisrael, even the sinners are filled with mitzvahs like a remind. So we say that even these Yidin are also going to be going in with the Koyen Gadol to the holiest, to the holiness, to the Heichol. They are also part of Klal Yisrael. And furthermore, they too are filled with mitzvahs like a remind, like a pomegranate. However, the Ramban, where the Ramban doesn't only focus on Pshat, but also, as the Ramban himself says, that he also includes all sorts of beautiful ideas that are more associated with those that know Kabbalah, etc. There is more emphasized the Pnimius of Yidin. As far as the Pnimius of a Yid is concerned, a Yid never has a connection to any sort of sin. The Amech Kulam Tzadikim. And therefore, what does the Ramban say? 
The Ramban says that Venishma Koiloi, this idea that we needed to hear the sounds of the bells, etc., that's only as a preparation to the Avoidah that's going to follow from the Koyin Godel, but not part of the Avoidah itself. Because the going into the Kodesh, even as a Shliach of Klau Yisroel, is already the Avoidah of Tzadikim, which all Yidn are Shaykh to this, and therefore it's Bekoiled Mamadaka, it's in a more silent way. Says the Rebbe, this is what the Ramban is asking. The Ramban is asking, according to the way he sees it, im lenoi, if we're trying to focus on the beauty, if that's what Rimonim are all about, then why don't you make them apples, golden apples? That is, if the Rimonim are not just there for a certain use, as the Ramban would understand, that the bells are inside the Rimonim, etc. But if they're there, as Rashi says, just for beauty, which in Ruchni is with me, they're just there to bring out the beauty, the mile of Bnei Yisrael, then what should we be bringing out? We shouldn't be looking at them as a Rimoin, that there are these empty people and they too have mitzvahs like a Rimoin. Let's look at them completely mitzad the Pnimius, and therefore they are all like beautiful golden apples. They're not empty people at all. Just like in the Menorah. What is it, what happens in the Menorah? We have seven branches of the Menorah. Chassidus explains to us that these seven branches represent seven types of oiv de Hashem. That means they're all serving Hashem. They're all part of the golden Menorah. They're all like tapuchim, like beautiful apples. And this is what the Ramban is saying, that if you want to focus on the beauty, then they should be like apples rather than rimonim. Says the Rebbe, even though that Bepashtus and Bechitsoinius, the avoida of the nishma koyle, of this big commotion, is a lower avoid than the avoid of Bekoil Dmomadako. Nevertheless, the truth of the matter is that really in this avoid, serving Hashem Berash with this big tumult, there is a certain milo, a certain advantage, even over the avoid in Bittl. That is, the avoid of Bekoil Dmomadako has a certain limitation. It's finite. Yes, it's true the person is standing with Bittl, but that itself is still in a way that there's a certain limitation. Chassidus refers to it as an oir, the energy inside a container, inside a keli. It's in a more settled way, in a more relaxed way. Whereas the avoid of a nishma koiloi, the avoid of a tremendous commotion, that itself shows that there are no limitations of kelim over here at all. Completely not limiting the excitement and therefore going out with shouting and calling and with big commotion. Says the Rebbe, this is actually one of the reasons that we say that Mokim Shabali Tshuva Oimdin, that the place of Mal Tshuva at Sadi Gomer cannot stand there because it's specifically in this rash and this commotion and this noise of Tshuva where you see the bleakful aspect of the Neshama. Says the Rebbe, from all of this we have a Hira, especially Hira for our generation, Dora, the Ikvas of the Meshicha. There are some people that argue and claim, yes, it's true that because of the lowliness of the situation of our generation, we do have to be involved in spreading Torah, strengthening the Yiddishkeit, etc. And we can't just suffice by sitting in our own Dalad Amos, even if it's Dalad Amos of Torah. We can't just sit there and wait till someone will come to us and ask us to give them some Torah to spread some Torah. Rather, we have to go outside to the outside and find Yidin that are far away and make them into Bali Tshuva. All fine and good, these people say. But why do we need to do all of this? With a big commotion, with lots of noise. Why is it important to go out into the street and announce loudly that Yidin should go put on tefillin and put mezuzahs on the doors and give tzedakah, etc.? This is the kind of thing we don't find this kind of shturim, this big noise about this in previous generation. 
generations. Says the Rebbe, the answer is, according to all of the simonim, according to all of the signs of Masech, the end of Masech Tassoyta, we clearly see that we're already in the time of Ikvisa, the Meshach, the generation, at the very end of the Golos, or in the, according to what we were saying before, like the Me'il, we're at the very bottom of the Me'il. And therefore we need to know that, that at the bottom of the Me'il, there are Pa'amoyim, there are bells. That is, that to bring these types of Yidin into holiness, Tachas Kanfei Ashkina, bring them to Hashem, was set up in a way that the way to do it is Venishma Koile, with lots of noise, with lots of commotion. In fact, as we said before, it's specifically in this noise of the Avoidus HaTshuva, as we said before, this has the greatest advantage at Bligvul element. Another point, says the Rebbe, when we see that in the negative side, those that go against Hashem, in the non-Yiddish side, in the commotion, as the Gemara refers to it, the commotion of the noise of Rome, that all of the Inyanum of Klippa are not being done in hiding and in privacy and with quiet, but rather they are all being done with so much publicity and noise. The way to nullify that, that shturm of the Sitra Achra, is, as the expression is, so we need to take something of its own kind to fight it. Or as the Alter Rebbe says over there in Tanya, we take wood from the forest to make an axe, a handle of an axe to break the forest. That means we need to sometimes take those in Yonim that are being seen on the other side, and by taking that same attitude, those same things that are seen from the other side, in a way of, in, in this context, we're making the Nishma Koyle, that it should all be done with noise, it's specifically being done, where there is all this commotion from Rome, so to speak. This brings, as the Gemara also says, that this is the way those that are going against Hashem are having peace and so on and so forth. How much more so to those that follow Hashem's ways, the Yidin will have be Yoshvin Betach, will be sitting peacefully and calmly on their land. Through Yitaka B'Shoifer Kodl, the great Shoifer that will sound by the Koyl Mavasser Mavasser Voimer, the one who will bring in the news of the Geula, Bekarov Mamsh.